That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and we are mile high tonight. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Let's ride. Yeah! It worked for The Rock, and it's going to work for me. Just got planted. That's what it is! This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS. Fantasy! It's time indeed. Let's go. All right. It's like almost. Yeah! Out of the darkness, baby! Ooh, out of the darkness into the light. The Jester is here. Welcome into the studio, Fred the Jester Reyes. I am so excited. Aaron Rodgers took a $33 million pay cut. The Jets is coming on. Hall of Fame game. Let's go. Football is here. Here. Oh, my God. I cannot wait till the season starts and watch your sorry team just go away. Justin Jesus Herrera, welcome into the studio, my friend. Hey, everybody. I got a new thing to pitch to you. It's Russell Wilson toilet paper. For all those losses, wash it, wipe it away with the good old face of Broncos country over here. Let's ride, everybody. No, seriously, guys, this is a huge hit in Walmart. Like, they're selling like hotcakes. This guy's on fire with the raving up the fan base. Unbelievable, this guy. All right, well, let's get things started tonight. Um, don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe, hit the notification bell, give us a like, give us a comment. Little things stopping you from doing it. Big things popping for us when you do, so we do appreciate that. Also, go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Also, Jazz Sportsbook as well. Lots of great promos there. Use the pro promo code TSS for that also. And then if you want some championship bling for that fantasy champion, go to Pro-Am Belts today. Got lots of great bling for your fantasy champion. All right, we got a couple of guests in the back. They're ready to talk some Broncos. Before we get to them, we're going to talk to the doc for a couple minutes. So I'm going to bid you adieu, and I'll see you guys in a bit. The doctor is in. We are mile high tonight in Denver, Colorado. Let's talk about, let's ride these Broncos. Can't talk about the Broncos without starting with Russell Wilson. So in 11 seasons, he's missed a total of five games. Unfortunately, all of those have been in the last two seasons. So compound that with his arthroscopic surgery on his knee during this past offseason and his forgettable performance from last year, and I think there's going to be a lot of hesitancy drafting him. Um, I don't think he's going to be physically unable to play, but I do think his injury risk is elevated as compared to those first eight or nine seasons. We're going to go 60% of the bench. Moving to Jerry Judy. So he missed meaningful time during his second season with a high ankle sprain, playing in just 10 games in 2021. We didn't see any lingering effects of that last season where he played in 15 games. For Jerry Judy, we're going to go... 50-5-0% of the bench. And lastly, where we're going to spend the majority of our time, Javonta Williams. So he sustained a season-ending ACL, anterior cruciate, LCL, uh, lateral collateral, and posterolateral corner injury during week four last season. We reported he was going to have a really long road to recovery. Now, good news, he was a limited participant during OTAs. And now Williams himself is saying he feels like he's ready to go and feels like he's going to be cleared in time for training camp. Good news for Williams that he's not going to be on the pup list to start training camp. But the available evidence still says if he returns next season, he won't be back to his pre-injury productivity. I know the commissioner's high on him. He's 15 on your, excuse me, 14 on your running back list. But I'm a little more cautious. I'm going to say draft with extreme caution. 
I think he's 80% to start this season on the bench. 80% to start for Javonta. I have him high only because there's not much behind him right now. So that's what, when he does come back, it's on and popping. All right, Doc, we will see you tomorrow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready. Bring our Broncos guest in. Let's ride. Our next stop on our summer tour, we get Rocky Mountain High. Let's ride into Denver with the Broncos. I know every Broncos fan is tired of hearing that line. I'm already tired of saying it. Let's welcome into the studio. Mace, welcome in first. I appreciate you coming into the studio, friend. Hey, good to see you guys. We appreciate you in. Mr. Vic Lombardi, welcome into the studio, my friend. Hey, Mace, I just heard you on the radio. Are you outside the radio station? I'm, I'm just uh, – we're done. I'm just actually sitting in the studio right now. Just That's like <laughs> magic. I know. <laughs> magic uh. indeed. Well, appreciate both of your time. Let's get into it. We'll talk about last season real quick. Bring up these Broncos. They were 5-12 and 12 last year, finished fourth in the West. Offensively, points per game. You guys were dead last, 32nd, 16.9 points per game. Yards per game, 325. That was 21st um, in the league. Passing yards per game, 211.3. That was 19th. Rush yards per game, 113.8. 21st. It was an obvious bugaboo here on this team because defensively, points per game, you guys, 21.1. Good enough for 12th in the league. Yards per game were 320. That's good enough for 8th in the league. Um, pass yards, 210.2. That's 12th. And rush yards per game, 109.8. That's 8th. So the defense, obviously a nice compliment to this football team and what the story is. So, Mace, let's go to you, my friend. Sum up last season in three words or less and expand on it for me. I, I'll just go with one word, terrible. I mean, and just terrible in almost every way you can be terrible as a football team in terms of being ineffective, a having a coaching staff and schemes that didn't allow players to maximize themselves. They had a lot of injuries, so some of it was bad luck. Some of it was they simply were physically unprepared for the rigors of the season because it all started in training camp, which was very much an experimental training camp almost. I was saying this earlier today. I feel like Nathaniel Hackett and his life in football had all these ideas that he thought about and then said, if I'm ever the head coach, I'm going to try them. And he did. And some of it was beyond his control. Some of it was, was within his control. It was an exquisite disaster, the likes of which we've rarely seen around here. I like that a, bit, a little better. Exquisite disaster. That's that's a great way <laughs> to put it. Maybe that's the two words. Yeah, maybe two words. <laughs> yeah. Exquisite disaster. I absolutely love it. Vic, what say you, my friend? Uh, give me the three words or less. Expand on it for me. A shit show. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> absolutely, of course. <laughs> um, no, man. It. it I'll, I'll never forget in training camp. I'm standing next to Terrell Davis back when we were allowed to watch from the practice field, the training oh, camp, yeah. as Mays knows. Um, and he turns to me and I knew something was up. He goes, man, they got a lot of unproven coaches here. Are they sure they know what they're doing? And that's Terrell Davis saying that. And I'm like, I, I, I think they know what they're doing. Uh, I didn't think they knew what they were doing because by the end of the season, you saw what happened and it just, listen, they had the great intent. They understood what they wanted to do. They just couldn't figure out how to do it. And they had a massive personality joining the team in Russell Wilson. They really didn't know how to manage him from the get-go. And you put all those ingredients together and you get a five-win season and you get a fireable coach. And this is what you have now. It is a polar opposite, as Mace can attest, at Broncos headquarters today. They went from everybody have fun to they're on lockdown. It's it's a lockdown atmosphere, and there's nothing I've seen like it since. It wasn't Mike Shanahan wasn't locked down at all. He was pretty transparent. This is as locked down as I've ever seen Broncos headquarters. We've had Coach Westoff the pleasure of having Coach Westoff on the show a few times, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited that he's part of that staff as well. Um, you know, this is really exciting. I, you know, breaking down these teams, looking at what these teams have done in the offseason, I was actually pretty impressed at what the Broncos have done. So let's talk about that. We talked about what what, what was. We'll talk about what is now. Marquee additions. 
during free agency, Mark McGlinchey, right tackle, um, Frank Clark, edge rusher, Zach Allen, interior lineman. You got Traymond Smith, cornerback, and Samjay Perrine to sure up that running game uh, with Javonta Williams, as the doc was talking about earlier, um, coming back from that injury. Uh, lost a bit. Calvin Anderson, left tackle's gone. Graham Glasgow, right guard is gone. Latavius Murray, Mike Boone, Chase Edmonds, the trio of old school running backs you had in um, are out out the door now. Well, what comes into the draft, you got receiver Marvin Mims um, in round two from Oklahoma. Linebacker Drew Standers as well for round three. Riley Moss from Iowa, another uh, cornerback. JL Skinner from Boise State is safety and round seven, Alex Forsythe from Oregon. So let's go back around. Vic, we'll go to you first. Give me a prediction. What do you think this team's gonna look like this this year and why? Come on, come see how much I got. Come on. You want on One mute? more time? Yeah, I'm sorry. Give me a prediction for this season. Um, I think you know the number in Vegas if you guys notice, is usually around eight, eight and a half. And I would take the over on that only because they were in most every game early last year. If you win a few more of those games, you get some momentum going. I think by virtue of its schedule, by virtue of who they play, when they play, and the fact that they have a closer type of coach, a guy who knows how to finish games, I think the over is an easy pick for me. I'll take nine, ten wins. I like it. I like it a lot. Mace, what say you? What do you think about this team this year? I think uh, I, I'm with Vic. I, I think it's going to be slightly over. A couple of things. Like Vic mentioned, all the close games. Secondly, this team, it didn't have any margin for error the last few years, but they would still lose games kind of at the margins. They'd lose games on special teams, for example, right? And that's an area that I think is going to be profoundly upgraded with Mike Westhoff walking in there as assistant head coach. You can see just a different approach. The Broncos have been among the league's worst special teams units over the last few years. I think they're going to get better there. I think this is a team that's going to be more disciplined. And you mentioned some of the uh, the moves they've made up front, Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers. I'm not sure McGlinchey is going to be exactly worth the contract the Broncos gave him. But if he can stop basically the nine-year revolving door at right tackle that they've had, then they're going to have some stability on that flank. So, yeah, I, I think this team, I don't know if it's a playoff team, but I think they're in it right to the end. I like it. like it a lot. Look, we got one late addition. Thomas Hall, welcome in, my friend. Appreciate you coming aboard. Um, we're going around about predictions for this season. So if you could, give me a prediction for this Broncos team this year. Uh, record prediction? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, yeah I'm saying uh, 10 wins. They're, they're going to get to 10 wins. If they get more than that, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, just thought, I'm a little bit... Uh, I'm a little bit more cautious, I guess, this year because I thought last year was going to be so much better than it was. So, yeah, I'm thinking they can get to 10 wins, but it all revolves around how well they do in the AFC West. They have to beat the Chiefs. They have to split with the Raiders at least. And if they could sweep uh, or uh, split with the Chargers and maybe sweep one of those two, then, then I think they can get to 10 wins pretty easy. Yeah, I hope you're going to sweep those Raiders. Ooh, we got a lot this year. All right, well, thank you guys for that. Listen, we kind of warming up a little bit here. Things are going nice and quick because we got a short house tonight. So what we'd like to do now, have a little bit of fun. We're going to play – we're going to actually test your Broncos knowledge. We're going to play a little fantasy quiz show Broncos edition work just like famous family feud. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Shout out the answer when you, if the, if you know it at the highest, obviously we'll get control of the round. You guys can go back and forth with it. If you get three strikes, you're out. The other team gets control. All right. Everyone got it. Everybody good. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's start it up. Fantasy quiz show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the fantasy quiz show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> it's gonna be a long game. 
Not going to be a long game tonight. We got Broncos experts in the building. <laughs> and unfortunately, I had to even things up because we are uneven right now. So we're going to go Mace and Vic on one team. Thomas, since you were late, you get the weak link with Freddie. <laughs> um, <laughs> although he's been okay with when I put him on the spot this year. So I'm going to give him a little credit where credit's due. All right. Well, Todd, let's get things warmed up and started. Thomas and Vic will get you going first. Round number one, again, shout out the answer as you know it. This is a layup to get things started. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question. And Broncos all-time history, I'm looking for your pass-thrown TD leaders. John Elway. John Elway. Pass-thrown, Vic. My bad, buddy. Sorry. Okay. No problem. It be, it's, it's my shoddy internet. That's what we'll blame it on. My fault. John Elway, numero uno on the list. He's at 300. Thomas, you got control. Fred, got another guess. Absolutely. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning has got 140. He's number two on the list. That's about all Fred's good for, Thomas. Yeah. What do you say for the next one? I, I'm going to go with Craig Morton. Craig Morton? Who is that? 74 TDs <laughs> all time for the Broncos. All right, Fred, you got another guess? I only know one other quarterback. I didn't know about no Craig Morton. Um, old school uh, 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 plumber. Plumber. Jake Plumber. The Snake Plumber. Wow. Wow. I'm shocked. I'm about to fall over. He's actually fifth on this list. Tied. Well, he's tied uh, for five or excuse me, fourth, really, with one other guy. Do you know the other guy, Thomas? Uh, I I'm going to have to go with Brian Greasy just because he's got to be he's got to be up there. He's got to be Brian. I was going to say Russell Wilson. Clean. Sweet. (laughs) Yeah, great job, guys. Brian Greasy, also tied with Jake Plummer at 71. I like All right, All right here's, where, here's where the weak link gets exposed. Fred and Mace, we're going to round number two. Top, let me see, make sure it's five here. Top five answers on the board. Again, I'm going with all-time history but I'm going with winning percentage. I want to know the teams you have the best winning percentage against. Ooh, can we Um, just, are we all shouting it out or is that going to the, uh, it's just, oh, God. Yeah. I always say, I always say the Jets because we were always bad. (laughs) Yeah. The Jets. They are always bad. I totally agree. And including this year, Mace, what do you say? Uh, Carolina Panthers. The Panthers. Great. Yes, this is one of those that stumps everybody. (laughs) Panthers are number four on this list. You guys are five and two all time against the Panthers. 714 winning percentage. Vic, what say you, sir? So ask the question again. Is this the best all-time winning percentage? Sure. The teams, you you have the best winning percentage against, and they, they're active teams, not like, you know, any old-school teams that are not around anymore. I'll say New England. The Patriots. Not on the list. Mace, what say you? Cleveland Browns. The Brownies. <laughs> Mace on fire. It is. They are number two on your list. 21 and seven. You guys are all time against the Browns. 750 winning percentage. Vic, what say you, sir? Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals. Oh, now we're cooking. That's numero uno on the list. 10, 1, and a 1 all time against the Cardinals. That's 875 winning percentage. What say you, Mace? Um, Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals. 
All right, Vic, no pressure here. You guys are missing, looks like you're missing number five and number three on this list. Um, I will say the San Diego Chargers. The Chargers. Stop it. Get some help. No chargers on the list here. Fred and Thomas. Now you can when you when you get this opportunity, you can talk this out amongst yourselves. And if you guys can come with a concise answer, but I'm sure Fred will just go with whatever you say, Thomas. Okay. Come on, Thomas. I, I think we should go with uh some a team that was historically bad. That's what I did with the Jets. So who's been historic? Uh, <laughs> uh well, I mean the, the Buccaneers come to my mind as one let's that's been it. was historically bad for a long time. So I, I'm with you, bud. Let's okay. Go. Uh, let's go. Right, they're, gonna, they're gonna ride with the yucks. Great job. The Bucks are there. They're number five on the list. You guys are seven and three all time against the Bucks. That's a 700 winning percentage. And number three, the New Orleans Saints. You guys are nine and three all time against the Saints. All right. Well, look, look at this. It's 2-0 right now. Thomas and Vic, you guys are going up round three. Vic, you got to get this. You guys got to stay in this game here. So let's get not our get ass kicked, Mace. Yeah. Let's not get think, swept yeah. here. All right. Listen, we're going to go top five answers on the board. I'm going to stick with the same theme. Let's go with winning percentage. But now I want to know the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens. Thomas. Um, I, I know I'm going to be wrong on this, but I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs just because they've been so bad against them recently and back in the AFL days. The Chiefs. All right, Vic, you get to get back in there. You got another guess. Well, it's my here. turn again. Your turn. Um, the the worst winning percentage. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys. This always stumps everyone. No problem. Thomas, what guess do you have? I'm going to go with the Rams. The Rams? Holy shish kebab. They are numero uno on this list. You guys are five and ten all time against the Rams. All right, Fred, what say you? I'm just going to go with a good team that's been playing well for years. Let's go with the Patriots. The Patriots. Not on the list. Thomas? Man, um, I'm trying to. Re I did. I did something with this a long time ago. I'm trying to remember what they were. But um, um, I think the I'm going to go with the the Titans because they played them in the AFL and Broncos were terrible back in those days. So I'm going to go with Oilers slash Titans. The Titans. Did a good job remembering those Titans. 16, 24, and 1. They are fourth on this list. 402 average. Fred, are we going to get strike two here or what? Probably so. Uh, let's see here. Oh, good teams, good teams, good teams. Good teams, good teams. The Steelers. The Steelers. <laughs> All right, Thomas, you got the weak link, but you guys are up 2-0. Well, what, uh, what other guests do you have? I'm, I'm going to go uh, back to the AFL days again and go with the Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> Vic and Mace, there's a lot of meat I on got this one, Mace. I yeah. got one, Mace. Mason, I got one. Tell me, tell me if you like the one I like going down way down to Florida, South Florida, and that humidity and losing every game on the road there. Do you like that team? 
Yeah, that's actually one I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, God, no, don't say it. They had to do it. America's team. The America's team, the Miami Dolphins, they are number two on this list. Six, 12, and one. You guys are all time against America's team. Number three, the Eagles. You guys are five and nine against those Eagles. And number five, the Buffalo Bills, 16, AFL. 22, and one. Look at that. Well, that means it looks like Mace and Vic are back in this bad boy. Fred and Mace, let's go to round number four. Top five answers on the board. Here is your question. I'm going back to all-time history for these Broncos, and I want to know your top five rush TD leaders. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Give it the salute for Macy is numero uno on the list with 60. Vic, what else you got? Hey, he got that off your name. Rushing <laughs> touchdowns, did you say? Yes, sir. Floyd Little. Floyd Little. Number two on the list with 43. Back to you, Mace. Otis Armstrong. Otis Armstrong. Yeah. Not on the list. That was a good one. Yeah. Vic, what say you? Sammy Winder. Sammy Winder. Going down the list, he's number three at 39 for Sammy, Sammy Winder. You got number four and five left. Mace, what you got? Uh, Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis. It's usually mm. all about the you, just not on that answer. Yeah. Vic, what say you, sir? Boy, that one surprises me. That's me too, because he had a ton uh, in those two years. Yeah. I'll say, you know, rushing touchdowns, I will say John Elway. John Elway. John Elway, number five on the list with 33. You're just missing number four, Mace. Know the answer. All right. Oh, man, number four. So it's headed Elway. Ooh. Um, man, this is a tough one. Uh, the thing is, the Broncos had a lot of like short term running backs for a long time. Um, I'm gonna say Mike Anderson, maybe Mike Anderson. Dramatics. He closes it out with Mike Anderson. He's number four with 36. We're all tied up, ladies and gentlemen. Round number five. Here we go. Thomas and Vic, top six answers on the board. Here is your question. I'm going all-time history again. I'm looking for your received touchdown leaders. Rod Smith. Rod Smith. <laughs> Vic was I thought, ready. I thought it was our turn. Jump in. <laughs> Rod Smith, numero uno with 68. Mace, what you got? Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. He's number three on the list with 55. Vic, what you got? Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas. Rest in peace, my friend. Number two, 60 all time on the Broncos list. Mace, how about you? All right. Um, Lionel Taylor. Lionel Taylor. Hello, it was him you were looking for. He was tied at number five with 44. Good job, Vic. Let's see. <laughs> Haven Moses. Haven Moses. 
That's actually who Lionel was tied with, uh, with 44. So you're missing number four on this list. That's it. Mace, wait, we have to get six of them right now. We got five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, all right. Ed McCaffrey. Ed McCaffrey to win it. Well, if this game is any indication of the Broncos' season, wow, what an amazing comeback. What a rally mix. Yes. What a a comeback for sure. Great job, guys. Hey, listen, and I I busted on Fred. He wasn't quite the weak link tonight. So good job filling in, Fred. We we appreciated you. But regardless (laughs) of all that, Mace and Vic, congratulations. You are tonight's winners. And as Freddie is well aware of, and Thomas, my apologies, sir, for giving you the wink link. But on our show, when we have some winners, we ultimately have some losers. So you're telling me there's a chance. Great job. Great game. We appreciate you guys being in for that. If we're going to take a quick commercial break in a bit and we're going to come back and do our fantasy focus on the Broncos. But of course, I'm going to give you guys this opportunity to bow out gracefully. If you like Mace, we'll start with you. Where can we follow, subscribe and get all of your, your great content, my friend? Follow me at Mace Denver on Twitter and uh, on Instagram threads, all that. And uh, my written content, of course, is also at uh, denversports.com. As Vic alluded to earlier, you can hear you on the radio. You can see on the YouTube, like you're everywhere. Go make sure you follow, subscribe, get all his great content. Vic, what say you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great stuff? Follow me on Twitter at Vic Lombardi. Also on the radio every morning, 7 to 10 a.m., Altitude Sports Radio, uh, 92.5. So, uh, Or you can find me at a golf course. Just find a golf course. I'll probably be there. <laughs> That I absolutely love apps all day long. Thomas, what say you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great content? Sure. Yeah, Thomas Hall NFL right there on the the screen if anyone uh, wants to see it uh, for Twitter. And uh, I usually don't do the other socials too much, but you can follow my work, uh, milehighhuddle.com, and also I have a podcast, a couple podcasts, but uh, Legends of Mile High comes on Friday at 7 a.m., which I love, so you can catch it there. Talk about the great. Absolutely. Go follow, subscribe, get all this great content for your Denver Broncos. Good luck to your Broncos this year. Can I ask one question before they go? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, I'm coming out there October 8th for the Denver Denver game. Any good tailgates I can join y'all in? Hey, is uh, is Aaron Rodgers paying for your trip? He's he just took a three million dollar pay cut, man. No, that's why I got to pay for my own. He said he couldn't bank me, right. me so I'm just looking for a good tailgate though. This guy, the, the I one can't. that I was gone to was uh, Sons of Mile High was always really gracious, but I think they're uh, they might not be there this next year, but they they've always been great. Sons of Mile High, and then uh, I think uh, Mile High Profit has one um, really good one as well. Let me speak for all Broncos fans real quick. Nobody wants your little raggedy jet fan but around <laughs> hanging out so don't even worry about it thank you guys so much again for coming in tonight we appreciate you we'll take a quick commercial break if you can stick around great if not once again good luck to your broncos and good luck to you this season we appreciate you thanks fantasy sports corp and underdog fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with best ball what is best ball it's quite simply the easiest way to win no team management no trades no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them gingerbread sent you. Good girl.
my number all right well let's get it on <laughs> we got aj asset <laughs> good old aj our buddy we got him as a jedi warrior for sure you gotta love it all right again i gotta focus let's get a fantasy focus on these timber That's crazy. This guy's got the still got the toilet paper back there. All right, let's go. Russell Wilson, right? So subpar last year. We were all expect. I know I was definitely expecting some big things out of that offense. Um, but but I like what this team has done in the offseason. I think it's addressed some issues um, that it has quite that it had. Quite frankly, it already has the weapons in place. Corlin Sutton, you like Jerry Judy. Um, you know, you like Dolchich as the tight end. Javonta Williams is an up and coming young running back as long as he can stay healthy. Obviously, I hate saying that, but that's one of those things. Um, so again, I like Russell Wilson to be decent this year. I have him fifteenth, so I'm not looking to make him my starting uh, QB going into my season. However, he's definitely somebody that if you get into this, you know, running back receivers, tight ends, and you're saying bump a QB and you see him a little later, he might be a little darling for a few people, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Let's go to Justin first. You've been in the back, my friend. What do you think about let's ride Russell Wilson? This, this is what I think about him. That's what I think about him. I think he is good for uh, utilization of wiping your butts and uh, flushing it down the toilet. No, no, no. Jokes aside, uh, I'm a Russell Wilson hater for sure. But you know what? I agree. I think there is some upside to him this year. I got him at about 13. And <laughs> hey, Bill. Sorry about your luck, dog. <laughs> Thank you, man. Sorry, I can't look at them comments when that game's going. My bad. No, it's, all right, it's go ahead. All good. My bad. It's all good. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's got upside this year. Uh, my biggest problem with Russell Wilson is he thought he was all that in a bag of chips, and he really wasn't. And hopefully Sean Payton can turn that around this year. But knowing Sean Payton, he is going to have no problem cutting your ass going to have no problem trying to find somebody to take your contract if you cannot produce, if you cannot prove yourself to be that next Drew Brees. Humble yourself a little bit. Maybe take out a toilet or two. Maybe stop stroking that ego. You know, Maybe do some things around the house. Be a good husband because your wife probably makes more than you. Get a little bit of humility in your life, Russell Wilson, and go out there and play some Sean Payton football. So I'm going to go, let's go to Thomas next. Cause we're going to get, we went, we went from the dark. Let's go to a little light on <laughs> Russell Wilson. Thomas, what say you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been looking at uh, past quarterbacks that have had bad, bad seasons in history. Right. And he had a bad season last year. There's no doubt about it. You can point to a few things as the reason typically good quarterbacks that have had a history of being really good before bounce back after that uh, poor season. Uh, at least somewhat, you know, he may not be an MVP caliber season, but he's going to bounce back. He's going to have a, a pretty decent season. If you can add in the fact that their offensive line hopefully won't be as injured and it's going to be a much better, their running get emphasis is going to be better. And then Sean Payton uh, alone, a better play caller, you're going to have people in position to succeed. Uh, you got a lot of weapons uh, to throw to. I think he's going to have a very good bounce back year. I, he may not be top five, but he's going to be in the top 10. From, from what I'm seeing uh, statistics-wise. Uh, so I, I think he's going to have a, a solid season for, uh, you know, if you want to grab him later as a fantasy guy, I think you're going to be be happy with him, especially down, down the road as the season kind of wears on. Yeah, well, no one's respecting him right now as far as fantasy drafts are concerned, so it certainly could be a huge late-round buy. Fred, what do you say? Uh, I, I'm just going to feed off these guys. Uh, we know Sean Payne's a winner, and, when he, and he turns people – at least fix them back up. You know? So um, you have the wide receivers, you have the tight end, it's just you. So uh, he follows uh, Champagne's program. I think he'll be all right. I have him right around 16, 17, right around where Jay has him. But I don't think he's going to be half as bad as last year. I think they stick to the program. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I like a little bounce back from Russell this year. It depends on how high that bounce back is. So let's go into Javonta Williams. Um, you know, again, 
we know the story. I don't need to go into all that. Javonta Williams um, was doing pretty decent, and that was sharing the football um, last year. And now he has it basically on his own. I know Samjay Perrine's there. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Dominique Marine. Listen, that's just fool's goal as far as I'm concerned. I think Javonta Williams is going to bounce back big this year. I think he goes against the grain. That's calling my shot against that, you know, Doc's. Um, normal thing that he talks about that it takes uh, athletes running backs at least a year um, on the field to get back to their old form. Um, but I'm going to go against that grain a little bit. I got Javonta 14th. Um, so J- Samjay Perrine obviously is going to be that guy you're going to need to draft if you go after uh, Javonta. But I think he's a good uh, guy to go after this year. I like him a lot in this offense. And again, that's all going back to, I think, Sean Payton, as Thomas mentioned, is going to put people in good spots. And of course, you're going to get the bounce back from Russell. So all that plays in to Javonta Williams having a good season, especially down your fantasy championship stretch. Fred, what say you? So, you know, a lot of this is based on the division they're in. So I think Javonta Williams does have a a good year, a bounce back year. I actually had him at 11. Um, The the things that might help Russell Wilson by – throwing the ball because of who you have in your division might also help Javonta Williams because their defense is in that division. And of course you don't want to try to air it out against Mahomes and Herbert. So you want to run that ball. You don't have nobody behind him, no Melvin Gordon. So this could be his time to shine and, and really play some good football. So I think it's going to be a 50, 50 split. I think, I think uh, Javonta Williams runs the ball a lot this year. I like it. Justin, what do you say? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so he avoided the training camp pop list, which is a good sign. That means that he's, you know, physically able to go out there and train with the team. Um, I don't like his prospects as being like a top 15 running back this year because I still think that there is going to be like a little bit that's going to be missing from it. You know, there is, you know, obviously some running backs back the trend. By some, I mean Adrian Peterson. He's like the only one that's ever truly bucked the trend where he became an MVP after coming back from ACL surgery. And that's because he was a freak athlete. Javonta Williams, he's a good player. He's a great tackle breaker, but he is not Adrian Peterson. Let's not get it twisted into that. Um, I like Javonta Williams to be RB22, and I like Samaji P. Ryan to be RB42. I think there's going to be games when P. Ryan goes off. I think there's going to be games where Javonta Williams takes the entire, you know, team on his back. But I think that Javonta at this point hasn't proven that he is the standalone guy, and that's why they got Perrine. That's fair. Um, Thomas, what say you? Yeah, I'm kind of along those lines. I think it's incredible that he has bounced back from that was a devastating knee injury. And there's no doubt about it. Luckily, there was not nerve damage. So that's why he's able to come back as quickly. To my surprise, I thought he wasn't going to be back until midseason. So he is back. Sean Payton already just said they're going to do some load management with him to try and work him back in. And I think that's going to be kind of the way the theme is going into the season as well. They're not going to put him out there to to tote the rock a whole bunch right away. So I think he's. I think they're going to split uh, a lot of the load. So you're not going to have a lot of statistics. In fact, I don't know if the Broncos are going to have a thousand yard back this year. I think they're going to have two very good backs, maybe get you know close to 800 yards. So, uh, but I think they'll they'll be good. Uh, they have a nose for the end zone, so short yardage. They might be able to uh, pick up some touchdowns in there. But uh, towards the end end of the season, though, if you take a flyer on Javante Williams. I think he, uh, you know, he might come through towards the end of the season really big for for teams. Yeah, and that's down, you know, your fantasy stretch, as I mentioned earlier. That's why I said I really like uh, somebody I definitely want to grab, I think, for every roster. Let's go to these receivers. Okay, so Jerry Judy, kind of cute with a real nice booty, right? 20th overall. He was pretty nice last year. Nobody remembers that song? All right, never never mind. Jerry Judy, again, he was looking pretty decent last year um, with Russell. So, I mean, anyway, I I like both uh, Judy and Sutton. I like uh, Judy as a wide receiver, too. I like Sutton as a two-slash-three flexi option. Um, Tim Patrick still coming back from injury. And the rookie Marvin Mims as well um, could play a factor into this this offense. So, um, again, liking Russell Wilson coming back. So, I would definitely like these receivers. Um, Again, I think 
think the wide receiver Tuzo just because of injury history and the uncertainty. But Jerry Judy, definitely I like a lot more um, than Corden Sutton. I think that was kind of settled last year. Justin, we'll start with you on this. What do you say about the receivers? Um, yeah, Jerry Judy, wide receiver 19. He's an elite route runner. I think he's got room to climb that list. It's all going to depend on what Russell does this year. Um, Nicorlin Sutton, I'm hearing there about him. I, I don't know what to make out of it because it's like he had this amazing season with the worst possible quarterback ever, Drew Locke. And then he gets better quarterback play. It doesn't even have to be like really that much better, but it's better. And he can't seem to live up to that. So at this point, I'm looking at that as just a fluke season. And he's just this, you know, big raw athlete who can't seem to make it all like come to fruition at the end of the season. So I got him a wide receiver 40, not really high on him this year. You know, if he's there and like as a wide receiver six, maybe, but that's it. Marvin Mims is the guy to watch, though, because that guy is an elite route runner. He's going to be playing the slot position. And I know that freaking Sean Payton loves a wide receiver who can move around the field. He can go outside. He can go inside. He's going to be that ultimate type of weapon for this team. They already talked about Tim Patrick possibly being on the block. And then K.J. Hamler has a decorated history of injuries. Tim Patrick himself also is coming off an injury. But I think it's a perfect time for the rookie to have a good camp and slide into that slot receiver. I like it. I like it a lot, actually, especially for Dynasty. Make sure you're targeting Mr. Mims. All right, what say you, Thomas? What do you, What's your take on the receivers? Yeah, well, so, uh, you know, one of those uh, insiders that, that we know said that Mims is the best receiver on the team. So uh, you take that as what you what you will. He's going to be a, a great, uh, you know, based on that, he's going to be a great player. But he's a rookie, so I'm not going to I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon until I until I see it. But I'm going to go against the grain. I liked Cortland Sutton. I thought he was his trajectory was great. Got hurt and hasn't bounced back from that. But if you look at Sean Payton's history with these big receivers that can go up and get the ball, Mar Marcus Colston and um, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, you had these guys, 11 of the 16 years that he coached. It was a big, strong, wide receiver that was the leader of the team uh, as far as receiving goes. Not, I mean, there was tight ends that led it, and there was sometimes there was running backs, but if you look at just the wide receivers, it was those big guys. So I'm, I, I like Jerry Judy. I think he's going to have a, a bit of a breakout season, but I also think Cortland Sutton is going to be the guy that they, they really go to uh, in, in that offense, at least to start out until, and then Jerry Judy's going to be a, a solid one. And I think KJ Hamler's gone. I don't think he's going to be on the Broncos. So I, I don't think he's going to make it. In fact, I, I think if you want to look at somebody that's way down the list, that's going to contribute a little bit on offense more than people think is uh, Callaway. I think if he can play some special teams, he's going to get some targets as a fourth or fifth wide receiver going out there because he's got familiarity with the Saints offense. So I, I, I like Patrick as well. If he hadn't been injured, I would take him as he'd be the number one wide receiver for me. The big, big guy who's, who catches the ball. But I just, I, I'm a really uh, a little bit cautious because he is coming back from a knee injury. So I don't know how good he's going to be. But I, I think it's uh, number one for me, Sutton and then Judy. All right. Hey, watch out for Tim Patrick. I love it. All right. Let's go to the tight end and defense. Wrap this puppy up. Greg Dulcich right now for me, I got him number 12th. He's sneaking in as my last guy in a redraft. If I don't have a tight end that I'm looking at, um, you know, he's pretty decent athlete. I like him with Russell Wilson. Another season. Again, sneaking in there. You got Albert O, obviously still there. He made arounds um, around the fantasy realms last year. Adam Troutman's there also. So, I mean, are they going to get into these double tight end sets maybe a little bit? Who knows? Um, defensively, the Broncos are very good. Um, I have them ranked sixth overall. I think the only issue for me is just watching some of the matchups um, for them, especially obviously with their Chiefs in their division and the Chargers. That's at least four games. You're not really high to start them but you certainly like them against the Raiders um, twice and then um, you know the rest of the schedule as it is so um, again like the Broncos D it just the schedule hurts them um, and Greg Dulcich is my last tight end on the island Justin wrap us up on the tight end and D what do you say yeah um, 
I'll I'll go with the Broncos defense because I know Sean Payton. He always brings out he always brings out the best of his players. I mean, some of those Saints D's were unimpressive as far as players go, but they've always been really good. Um, that being said, as far as you know, do I want to draft them or stream them? I'll stream them because they still have to play the Chiefs, they still have to play the Chargers, they still have to play all these pretty damn good teams. Um, and then as far as Dolches, I love Dolches this year. He is seven and eight with Chig right now, and he just moved up to seven, in my opinion, because obviously Chig has got new competition out there. But what was a huge staple of these Saints offenses? Jimmy Graham, the tight end. They love the tight end. Um, Sean Payton doesn't quit in certain players. I think he should quit on Adam Troutman. He should quit on Marquez Callaway. Um, some of these guys, you just don't. Next thing you know, it's going to be Mark Ingram's going to show up on this team. Like, what are we doing here, Bubs? What are we doing here? You don't need to bring the New Orleans Saints over here. You already got your coaching staff over here. But, yeah, overall, I, I like Dolchich this year, and I'll spot start the defense. Deuce McAllister, you got a contract waiting for you, apparently. <laughs> Thomas, what say you? <laughs> yeah, as far as the defense goes, I, I always kind of worry about them because the last couple of years they just haven't been able to get turnovers. And so that, that really hurts them a lot. And I think they do pretty well keeping, you know, keeping the yards down and whatnot, but they don't, they're not super opportunistic. And I think that's, that's something Vance Joseph has to really work on. And I'm, I'm not optimistic about Vance Joseph's uh, coaching just based on what I saw when he was the head coach. So there's a lot to, to see. I think they've got the players to be pretty solid, but they need to be more opportunistic for me. Um, and, and then the health of their, um, edge rushers bothers me, right? That Gregory just cannot stay on the field and, and uh, Browning's hurt. So those are your guys that are going to create those opportunities for interceptions by getting the pressure. So I'm a little worried about their defense. I, I, I want to see it to believe it before I do anything. And Dulcich to me is, uh, yeah, he's he, what he did last year as a rookie, as a rookie tight end was great. So, and they've already talked about making him the joker, so to speak, the mis mismatch guy. I think he, uh, he's he got a, a pretty good future ahead of him. So if you can grab him, I think he's going to have a pretty solid season. I like it. All right, Fred, wrap us up. Tight end and D. What do you say? Yeah, I like Adultich a lot. Uh, they have him at like seven or eight because he saved my butt quite a few times last year. Um, he really did. Um, I think it's, I think, like you said, you need that big target. And I think that's where Russell Wilson goes. Um, I, I do like Denver's defense. Well, I did because I just looked at their schedule and whoa, that's tough. I mean, KC twice, Chargers twice. You got the Lions who are up and coming, the Jets, the Bills, the Miami Dolphins. Like, holy smokes! Like this, this could, this could not be. This might not be too good. So I see about eight or nine games where you like, you like, you know, maybe pick them up on the waiver wire in a week to week basis. Um, other than that, like, I'm this is the, one of the few teams I'm really confused about on where all their players and how it's gonna be. So, you know. Don't think I didn't notice you snuck in those jets. Nobody's worried about the jets. Yeah, All Gary. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, Thomas, thanks again for coming in tonight. We do appreciate you. Tomorrow night, things get a little spicy, and we get the Raiders. The Raiders. Spicy Raider chicks back. We got a lot of fun uh, guests in for that one, so make sure you check that out. Go check out Thomas Hall and all his great stuff. If you're a Denver Broncos fan, good luck to your Broncos this season. Some of us are rooting for you. All right, we appreciate you, and we are out.